can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. So what are we talking about on today's episode, Joe? So on today's episode of the podcast, we're going to be talking about all things laser hair removal, everything you need to know about serums, and the two products we didn't know we needed. So welcome to our first episode. I guess you should all know a bit of background about why we're here and why we're telling and you I feel things like about we beauty. Should, we should really tell you who we are because yes. last time we did a masterclass, someone was like, sorry, who are you two? Yes, literally <laughs> a lady commented saying, I don't mean to be rude, but who the hell are and you? And look, you weren't being rude. We really should have said yeah. who we are. So we're we not going to make that mistake. We assumed we and assumed we shouldn't have. Because we think, <laughs> we think we're important. <laughs> so I have a pretty extensive background in the beauty industry as a whole. I've been in the industry for about eight years and I've been a beauty editor at Adore Beauty for three and a half years. So I might not know everything, but I kind of know my shit. She really does know her shit. I will definitely vouch for you there, Joanna. Sometimes <laughs> she knows her shit a little bit too much and it's a bit condescending. <laughs> I was about to say condescending, but no, uh, you're not condescending. You're very knowledgeable. My name is Hannah. I've been working in the beauty industry for the last year. I've always worked in social and content. She's a newbie. I am a newbie, but um, I've learned a lot, but I still have a lot to learn. And hey, and that's Joe, why we're here, right? Joe, you have still have stuff to learn. I know. So I, was, I absolutely do. Sorry, not sorry. I know. I totally agree. So for our very first segment of our first episode, we are going to talk about hair removal and in particular, laser hair removal. Yay. My Yay. favorite topic. Um, the reason this came up was I was thinking about getting laser hair removal and I had a lot of questions about it. And I couldn't believe you hadn't had it done yet. I know. And I think this was really interesting because we had a drink with a friend the other night. First of all, she didn't say, I think I said like, oh yeah, that's true. Bush is back. And she's like, sorry, Bush is not back. Bush has always been in. That was first of all. And second of all, she made a good point that when she was younger, she couldn't afford Brazilian waxes. Yeah. So she just let it grow. And then she actually decided she really liked it. And I think it's really up to personal preference what you like. So this is not like one way or the highway. This is really about busting myths about laser hair removal. So if you like your hair, keep it. it. But if you want to know about laser hair removal, keep listening because we're about to school you. When you have a Brazilian, there's no question about whether they're doing the behind. Yes. Right? So to me, Brazilian is all yes, over. Yes, so I totally agree. Yeah. So I just didn't realise. So when when I first turned up to the laser hair removal plates, I've been getting Brazilian waxes and they always ask you in the Brazilian wax in a very delicate manner, would you like the behind done? And you just like, yeah. I was never asked. They uh, just did it. They usually ask you and then you kind of like flip around and like, I literally was never asked. I was just told to pull my butt cheek apart. <laughs> that was very delicate, Joanna. Well, I was always asked. Maybe I look like some a bit more hippie than you. I don't know. You look so proper and prim. Of course like you don't have any anus hair. <laughs> anyway, so I went for my first laser hair removal appointment and she's doing my legs and my underarms and then she gets to the Brazilian 
And then she doesn't do the bum. And I'm like, oh, such an awkward conversation. And I was like, excuse me, I think you've missed Sorry, are you going to do the, you know? And she was like, oh, the behind. And I was like, yeah. She was like, it's an add-on. It's an extra $6. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> an add-on? Why would I just want hair there? Like, why yeah. would I want to do my whole Brazilian and not do behind? Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> I got to work the next day and I had an invoice in my inbox and it said 6 time sessions anus and I was like why are you calling this anus I mean it could have been worded so much better so much better like bum butt behind anything Anything. but anything would be better than anus I know they're just trying to be you know use the actual medical term but none of us want to be saying can you please do my anus anus at the same time thank you and I really do feel that they should just group it all together but I mean, look. I totally agree. Some places do though. So this is like yeah, particularly is just, the place that you've gone. And I've also been to the same place and had the same experience. But there are places that do it all in one, as they should, in my humble opinion. Well, do you know what though? Maybe it's just not for everyone. I think it would be. Well, one of the girls in the office was like, I don't have anything, anything there. there, which is a very valid point. I <clears> guess <throat> what do you think some of the common myths about laser hair removal is? Because when I first went, I just was like, the fake tan thing is just a nut. Yeah. The fake tan thing's annoying, but also I don't think fake tan's that hard to remove. Like at the end of the day, if you can remove most of it, they'll just set the settings lower so that they're not burning you. I was tanned one time when I had it done and I ended up with these circle imprints on the inside of my leg and I was tanned in that area. Mm -hmm. So that was like my learning from that experience. And I was like, shit, they're really serious when they say that you can't be tanned because it actually can you and it was in summer and so I was wearing like bikinis and looked like I had some kind of genital wart Rash. syndrome <laughs> um but I didn't it was just like you know laser burn yeah so I think one thing that I did order from a door straight away after my laser hair removal appointment was laser aid by skin institute by skin institute yeah. what are your thoughts on laser aid I think it's just a nice thing to have handy for after your treatment I don't think it's absolutely necessary like you wouldn't negatively affect the treatment if you didn't use it one time. Mm-hmm. It's just a soothing, it's like an aloe vera gel. I did find it the first couple of times I got laser hair removal, it was quite hot. Yeah. Uh, my legs were really hot and so mm-hmm. it really cooled it down. I think the thing with laser hair removal mm-hmm. is paradoxical growth, which is when you have laser on areas that don't have existing hair, mm-hmm. it can stimulate hair growth. So that's something important to remember, and and Tegan Mac.skin has mentioned this before, Yes, is that if you walk into a clinic and you ask to have like your moustache done, for example, and they go, let's just do your whole face, she's like, walk out of there. And that's a really good piece of advice. Can we talk about the facial hair removal? I heard a rumour, maybe it's a myth, that if you get your face done because it's hormonal, that it could not be effective. Sometimes the growth on your face is hormonal, but that's more likely in the case of someone who has a hormonal imbalance like polycystic ovary syndrome. Okay. They'll have hair growth that even if they have laser, it may not be super effective. It will reduce it and maybe make the hair less coarse. I have a question for you, actually. Mm. Do you get facial hair? <laughs> um, I get quite bad sideburns, actually. I get a little bit of hair on the side of my upper lip, not in the middle, but just mm-hmm. a few darker hairs around the side. And I actually bleach mine. When I wax or if I get threading, I find my makeup doesn't sit quite right because those areas, like it's obviously taken mm-hmm. off that top layer of the skin. And I just, my makeup doesn't sit right for like a week. 
So I'd yep. rather just bleach it and then you can't really see it because the hair's really fine. It's not thick hair. I don't bleach, although I was going to try it based on your recommendation. I think you should. I actually do hair removal cream because if I pluck or wax or thread, I get pimples straight away. Yeah. I get a pimple moustache. Yep. It, that's really common. Almost almost as bad as a proper moustache. I mean, I also get the really coarse, like, random ones, which mm-hmm. to me feels hormonal. Maybe I should get an add-on next time I go to the yeah. hair removal clinic. <laughs> I did get a little add-on last time, which I don't want to talk about. No, I think you should talk about it because this is actually something. When you said you were getting it done, I was like, I've always wanted to get that area done. Yeah, so I got the... <sighs> The technical term, areola. Yeah. Add on areola, areola. and anus. <laughs> <laughs> please date me if you're listening to this. <laughs> She's single if you have it. I am it. single. So please date me. I have no hair on my anus or my areolas. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a mustache. <laughs> And I get a few chin hairs and I pluck them on the couch, so you have to be okay with that. <laughs> anyway, okay, that's the story for another script. So now that we've talked about the really sexy stuff, mm. let's get on to exciting the stuff? exciting stuff. I find this stuff really exciting. And and the reason that we want to talk about this is because we get so many questions about serums on our Instagram. Mm. It is crazy. I'll be honest, serums are really confusing. Like I understand why people message me on Instagram going, please just tell me what to use because I get it. It's really confusing and you don't know what to use with what, but hopefully this little guide will make it easier. Can I just say though, the whole journey of learning is fun. Isn't it? Oh my, I love it. Isn't it? (laughs) You're like a child right now. No, I just, my face lights up when people are like, skincare's exciting. Like I know, welcome to my world. (laughs) So I did spend my 20s worshipping the sun. I just didn't have the education. And that's the thing. And that's the whole reason that we're doing this is because you really just want people to know the number one anti-aging is SPF. We all know that. Yes. But if, you've, yep. if, you, if you're too far gone like I Second was. Second best is vitamin A. <laughs> yes. And that is that is like I feel like my skin, I've got before and afters, I actually cannot believe it. Yeah. I can't believe how clear it's it is. improved so It much. never breaks out. The texture and sometimes I even glow. Yeah, you and do. I just, and people comment on the glow and yeah. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. It's true. Isn't it nice when oh. someone's like, you've got nice skin and it's like, thank you. I mean, have you ever not got that? I remember being in an event with you and someone was like, Joe, your skin, oh, Hannah, yours too, sorry. Like, and they were like... <laughs> trying to make me feel better and I was like yeah whatever and then Joe it's like you always was this Ava yes yeah <laughs> your shout out to Ava from ultraviolet thanks a lot <laughs> so on the second best ingredient vitamin a we are going to address that in the next episode so let's not get into that now let's because, not let's um, move on we're going to cover that extensively because it's a really complex ingredient so Maybe let's start with the acids, which are AHAs and BHAs. Great. So you've got your alpha hydroxy acids and your beta hydroxy acids. So your AHAs are like glycolic, lactic, mandelic. That's what you'll see on the ingredients label. And then the most common BHA you'll see is salicylic acid. Okay, so these two ingredients differ quite a bit because one is water-soluble, one is oil-soluble. So your glycolic acid, for example, which you'll find in the very popular alpha H liquid gold, 
is an exfoliating acid. So this brightens the skin. It makes your texture feel amazing. It improves the absorption of products that you apply afterwards, and it can improve the appearance of fine lines and other signs of aging, whereas your salicylic acid is an oil-soluble ingredient. So how this works is that it breaks down the oil and debris inside the pore so it can exfoliate the inner wall of the pore, which is amazing. So it breaks down that oil that can cause acne. So anyone with acne should be using a product with salicylic acid. So as an example, you've spoken about liquid gold as an AHA, which a lot of people know that product. Mm -hmm. For salicylic, I think you've recommended the ordinary to me when I used to have breakouts. Yes. And Um, I Use that as a spot treatment. So that that's what I was going to ask. Spot treatment. With your salicylic serum, you have a serum, not a spot treatment. Do yeah. you use that all over your face if you're not breaking out all over your face? No. So it is quite drying, especially if you're using that like every night. I would use it specifically on areas where you're having breakouts. I use it if I feel a pimple coming up and it hasn't quite come up yet, I'll use salicylic acid just on that spot. And then what's your thoughts on ASAP Radiant Serum, which is one of your favorite serums, yes. it's AHAs and BHAs. Yep. Is that okay for all skin types? Yes. Yep. I don't use that every day. I use it maybe once or twice a week. What I do love about that product is it's silky. Mm. It doesn't feel acidy. And so yes. if you have, if you've used liquid gold, which I have, and you may feel that it, it's more irritating on your skin, I do find that one well, a little bit gentler. Yeah. I don't I think like, that's because it's got other ingredients. Some in it people as well. love a hardcore acid. My sister yeah. loves a hardcore acid and she yeah. will put liquid gold on her face every night. Yeah. Don't do that at home. Now on to the vitamin Bs. Yes. Uh, why are they both called vitamin B? It just makes it more confusing. There's B3 and B5. Well, they're B3 and B5. So your B3 you'll see on your ingredients label as niacinamide and then your B5 you'll see on your ingredients label as panthenol. Your vitamin B3 is basically designed to balance the skin's natural oil production. So this is also a good ingredient for acne-prone or really oily skin types, but it also helps to improve barrier function. So that prevents moisture loss from the skin. And in acne-prone skin types, that's really important to maintain a healthy barrier because that will ultimately improve the acne. Whereas your vitamin B5 is more of a hydrating ingredient, so that has soothing and repairing properties as well, but it also supports the skin's barrier because the skin's barrier is so important for so many reasons. It helps to maintain moisture in the skin, protects the skin from aggressors. It's just like your skin's barrier is very important. Many of these hydrating serums also contain hyaluronic acid. Yes. For me, I thought it had to be like a really heavy ingredient yep. to be effective, but I have been using the Neod multi-molecular blah, 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 blah. Yep. And I find that one more hydrating, even though it's just like, a, it's like almost like water. Tell us a bit about that. Yeah. So that's a bit of a misconception because with active ingredients like hyaluronic acid, which is a moisture binding ingredient, you want it to be in a lower molecular weight because it can penetrate the skin further. So if you've got hyaluronic acid in a cream, for example, that can't penetrate the skin as far as the serum can. So you want something that's as lightweight as possible because that's able to penetrate the skin better. Very interesting. Mm. Next, let's go on to vitamin C. It is also known as, I can't say this word. It's allascorbic acid, but there's lots of different forms of vitamin C. It's a very hard ingredient to keep stable. A lot of vitamin Cs will be in like a UV protected bottle where it's like tinted, but it is very hard to keep stable. So I tend towards cosmeceutical ranges again with a vitamin C because they are doing the research behind being able to stabilize that ingredient for it to be effective. And we really 
really should definitely talk about the best-selling vitamin C, and it's yes. really the holy grail vitamin C. The SkinCeutical CE Ferulic, which is Kate's favourite. Yes. Um, and that you get your vitamin C and you get your vitamin E, which mm-hmm. you can also talk a little bit about. Yep. So your vitamin E is an antioxidant as well. So a vitamin C is also an antioxidant. Both provide protection from environmental aggressors. So things like free radical damage, pollution, all of those sorts of things that can accelerate aging. But vitamin C does brighten the skin and just makes it look very fresh and plump. I think Danny from the office, she's asking her buyer and she said to me, vitamin C, it's like an investment in your face in the future Mm -hmm. because you're not going to see immediate results. Is that true? Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So you're like, if you want to be J-Lo, well, I do want to be J-Lo yep. in 20 years. She is 20 years older than me. A plastic surgeon or a dermatologist looked at her face or studied her face and said she had the face of a 30-year-old. 32-year-old? Yeah. She does. Yeah. She I mean, really... I don't need to be a dermatologist to tell you that. I can just look at her. <laughs> she looks 30. She really does look 30. So the last thing we wanted to talk about was peptides, which I feel is the most misunderstood ingredient. Absolutely. Yep. So peptides are very complex and usually you'll only find peptides in cosmeceutical skincare. So these ingredients essentially help to improve the communication between cells. So when that happens, it helps the cells to function at their best and that supports a more youthful complexion. So essentially they're anti-aging ingredients because they're helping the skin function at its absolute best. Do you think they're necessary? That's probably a good question. I do think peptides are necessary and I use quite a few different peptide serums and I notice a visible and physical difference. Like my skin feels better, but it also looks better. The thing I'll say about Jo's skin is I'm looking at her right now and it's like she's got Botox. It just looks like if had it in your forehead. Um, I actually have been noticing I'm getting this horizontal oh my God, line stop across it. my forehead. It just looks very tight and I wonder Thank you. Have, means you, a lot. it feels like you potentially are using skincare ingredients that are mimicking those effects because it you're 26 and I had lines at 26 on my forehead. You've got to remember I've been using really high quality skincare since I was 18 and I've been using sunscreen. So that's something that's really important. If you're my age now and you're in your mid-20s and you're not using high quality skincare and you're not using sunscreen, you're going to get to 30 and be like, like so, me. Yeah, that's exactly, exactly what happened like to you. me. But do you know what? 30-year-olds that have not taken care of their skin, it's okay. I feel good about my skin now. Yeah. And that is – You can – the thing is is that you can reverse some of that damage visually. It's just more the damage to your actual cells that you can't really repair. So I can't be J-Lo. Is that what you're trying to tell me right I'm now? I'm trying to tell you you've probably already surpassed J-Lo. I'm not going to lie. She probably Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I cannot believe you just said that to me. Um, do you need me to pull up a picture of J-Lo? I, I do will. not look older than J-Lo. Many, our producer, does Hannah look older than J-Lo? Oh, my God. Yes, you she's nodding. guys she's suck. She's nodding. I hate you both. Surely that's not offensive. If it you is, told me she's I look older than and J-Lo. I'm 30. Yeah, but she looks 30. Yeah, but so you just her- look maybe like a year older. Um, I'm sorry, my dad tells me I look 23. <laughs> Let's get on to our last segment, which is really uh, we work in the beauty industry, so we do get products dropped on our desk all the time. So we don't expect that you're going to need these products, but these are the Mm -hmm. products we didn't know that we needed. And it's funny that you say that because I just took a sip from my (laughs) pick for this episode, which is the Mamo Crystal Infused Water Bottle. So I've got the Amethyst one, which is my birthstone, and I feel personally that it chose me. 
If you follow us on Instagram, you will be so surprised at how weirdly spiritual Joanna is. This is a 2019 thing. I was just yeah, like, living, living, living your best life. I'm buying positive affirmation cards. I'm doing chakra readings. I've got a crystal water bottle. Like, you know, it's a new me. So the Mamo water bottle is absolutely not necessary. Like, it's not no. something anyone needs. But I personally, everybody asks me about it's it. It's got to be I the take it anywhere. bougiest of bougie, bougie water bottles. Yes. It's glass. You've never seen anything like it. It looks like it's double walled. It's very thick glass. Like it doesn't even make a sound when I Honestly, if you really are enlightened, you probably shouldn't be adding unnecessary products to your life. So this water bottle isn't necessary, but I personally find it a really nice touch. And a lot of people ask me about it when I take it places and then I can tell them all about my spirituality. So yeah, it's a great it's a conversation, conversation starter. Start <laughs> Maybe I need to get one. So moving on to my product that I didn't know that I needed. Now, I definitely do need fake tan. I've never not needed fake tan. It's my favorite, favorite product in the whole world. And the one thing that I discovered at a door was the Tan Lux face drops. This is so serum related as well. You put a couple of drops in with your serum at night, mix it together. It's literally like the easiest, glowiest, best product that is in my – I just love it. It's Mm -hmm. the best. I didn't know that I needed it and now I will never live without it. In winter, I'm wearing jumpers so I'm not fake tanning my body. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm getting my areolas um, (laughs) – I'm getting laser hair removal on my areolas so I can't fake tan my body anymore. And I am also getting my full legs done. So this is really good. And your anus. (laughs) This is really good because you can just fake tan your face while you're doing your skincare. It's the best for lazy girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so do we need to like finish off in some way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that? Word? I don't know. Um, <laughs> We've never done this before, so we don't yeah, know. Okay. So thanks, mum, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, dad, for listening. Thanks for telling me I look 23. I super <laughs> appreciate it because these bitches told me I look more older than J-Lo. No, really. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated.